0: Hello everyone and welcome to Lakeland Lens Snapshots where we take a nostalgic journey through the captivating stories and remarkable moments captured before the official launch of our podcast. Join me, your host Emily, as we revisit some of the most inspiring articles, interviews, and features that help define the essence of Lakeland Lens. Hello everyone and welcome to Lakeland Lens Snapshots Today, we are going back and we are talking about uh, the Mockingbird artist. Um, And if you don't know who that is, don't worry. We are going to talk all about it. But if you have ever been to Scout and Tag or Pressed, you have seen her artwork as it is basically all over their stores. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into her story. Rebecca Furman is the owner, artist, and author behind mockingbird artist born and raised in lakeland florida rebecca has always had a crayon in her hand using art as a means to process express and simply have fun after attending college in tallahassee life took an unexpected turn when rebecca returned home in 2016 due to a developing chronic illness it was during this challenging time that art truly became her sanctuary What started as a therapeutic hobby soon blossomed into something much more. Encouraged by her friends and fellow small business owners, Kelly Riley of June Taylor and Nikki Hunt of Scout and Tag, Rebecca took a leap of faith and shared her creations with the world. With their unwavering support, she transformed her passion into a part-time job. In 2019, Rebecca expanded her reach by opening an Etsy shop, and in 2021, she wholeheartedly embraced the path of a full-time artist. It's a tremendous honor for Rebecca to use her art to connect with people and their stories. Each stroke of the brush and splash of color brings her joy and she's grateful for the opportunity to share her journey and creations with you all. So I had the pleasure of asking Rebecca some questions to delve deeper into her experience as a full-time artist and author in Lakeland. So one of the things that I asked her was, your artwork features a lot of birds and nature themes. What inspires you to focus on these subjects? And she said, in my freshman year of college, I heard a sermon that challenged me to think about how a mockingbird reflects and intimidates sounds and how humans do the same. We find ourselves constantly bombarded with noises, opinions, and trends all around us. As we take it all in, we let these imitations blend together and create the song by which we live our lives. Viewing myself as a mockingbird, I began to ask myself, what calls am I hearing? What is the message or tune I am repeating? Is it one of love, truth, and hope? With these questions in mind, I began to tune my ears to the truths of my creator and follow his call for my artwork to reflect the beauty of his world. I think it's funny that a lot of my artwork features nature themes because I'm definitely more of an indoor girl. Art allows me to explore and enjoy nature without having to go outside. I love studying and appreciating the intricacies of each flower petal and the veins and different leaves, the textures in the bark and the shape of each cloud. Then I also asked her, How has living in Lakeland, you know, influenced your art? She said, After high school, I had zero plans of returning to Lakeland. I was ready to claim my independence and see where the Lord would take me. As the tides began to turn, the Lord brought me back to Lakeland. I began to see the city with new eyes and appreciation. How many people get to live in a city surrounded by such beauty and support? The lakes, wildlife, iron gates, historic houses, gardens, parks, and the largest collection of Frank Lloyd Wright architecture. Who wouldn't be inspired? As I mentioned before, I had the incredible network of people in my life who saw my talent, offered encouragement and guidance, cheered my successes, and joined in my failures. I have been beyond blessed to grow up in Lakeland and return to make it my home. She definitely isn't alone in that aspect. I have heard a lot of people that have, you know, gone off to college and fully expected to, you know, really never come back here. Like maybe they'll come back for the holidays and see their family, but, you know, they'll live off in like the big city. Um, and they have come back. They realized that, you know, either the city life just wasn't for them. Maybe it was too expensive. Maybe it was just too busy. Or, you know, maybe like the town they were living in just didn't have what they were looking for or it just didn't feel like home. I asked her, can you describe the creative process and how you come up with your idea? So she said, A lot of my ideas are inspired by the places and people in my life. One of the first places I made after being diagnosed with a chronic illness was a gift to a friend who was leaving Lakeland. I wanted her to take a little piece of the town with her, so I made a piece called Lakeland, Maine, which features bubbles with Lakeland landmarks on it, and now it is sold in Scout and Tag. As with many of my projects, I started by thinking through the places and landmarks, that were original and historic to Lakeland, created through rough sketches of each, chose a color scheme, and then started creating the final artwork. I also asked her what advice she would give to aspiring artists who are just starting out. Either they're, you know, wanting to start a business or start as like a side hustle or really just, you know do art for the sake of doing art. So she had three key pieces of advice. So the first one is don't worry about what other people are doing, creating or sharing art is about creating what you love at your own pace and preserving your experience, emotions and dreams. The second piece of advice she shared is don't be afraid to practice just like an athlete or a musician. Artists have to create new muscles that need to be trained and kept active. Create a regular block of time to study A photo, a movie, a painting, a sculpture, fashion lines, etc., to focus on the use of shapes, contrast, colors, and textures. Creativity comes from anywhere, and studying things you like will help develop your own style and your skills. And then the final piece of advice she shared was find a network of people who you can ask questions, share ideas, and inspire each other. I am not a numbers girl or a business major, so I quickly attach myself to people who could guide me in these things to make sure that the business side of being an artist wouldn't burden the creative side. I think finding people to not only cheer you on and tell you, you know, that you're doing great things, that's important. But I think another important aspect is finding what your weak points are. Um, so like she mentioned, she's not a numbers person. She's not, you know, business minded. She's a creative. So surrounding herself with people who are business minded, those people can help her, you know, with simple things like QuickBooks, um, selling things online, taxes, um, getting an LLC, those kind of, you know, small businessy type situations, because when it comes to creating and, um, Being artistic, she's got that like down. So I think finding, and that goes for sort of everybody, like finding what your weaknesses are and surrounding yourself with people who are good at those things will help you so much in the long run. And then you can in turn help those people with, you know, the things that you're good at. You know, just because someone is business minded doesn't necessarily mean that they're also creative. They might need an artist or a graphic designer or a photographer or, you know, whatever to help their business grow. So definitely finding those cheerleaders in your life and those, um, and the mentors in your life to help guide you through is, you know, a two-way street. You can mentor somebody, you can help somebody and they can help you as well. So creating sort of like your own cohesive, like group of people, I think is, is great in general, but it's really great for your business and helping yourself grow and your business grow. So one of the things that, um, Rebecca did was she actually wrote a book and it is called my little mockingbird. And you can find this book at Prest, and I'm sure you can find it at scout and tag too. I know it's at Prest. Um, that's actually where I got mine. So I asked Rebecca, can you tell us about the inspiration behind your children's book My Little Mockingbird, what message do you hope children and parents take away from reading your book? She said, as I mentioned before, the idea of a mockingbird came from a sermon I heard that shaped my artistic mindset. Since that sermon, I have viewed myself as a mockingbird, striving to let my art and story reflect the truths of my creator. When I came home in 2016, I was in a rough place, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I found myself overwhelmed by the voices around me, drowning in anxiety, and being pulled to the bottom by depression. In this time, the Lord used another sermon to meet me in my weakness, teaching me to quiet my heart, tune my ears to the call of my creator, and listen to the melody he sings over me. You are so loved. You are never alone. And all that was lost is being restored. Even on the days when your world feels small and anxieties creep in, you can ask God to quiet your heart and listen to the melody he sings over you. You are loved on your best days and your worst days. You are never alone, not even for one moment, second, hour, or day. And all that was lost is being restored. When all seems lost and dark, you can rely on my light to restore hope, peace on your journey home. With these truths in my heart, I penned a much longer version of My Little Mockingbird, and the Lord impressed on me that others needed these truths as well. A children's book had been on my heart, so I began to simplify the story, hoping to bring truth into the ever-growing world. I also um, asked her to share some of the responses that, you know, she got from people reading My Little Mockingbird to their children, and she said that she has been overwhelmed with the love for this book. It has been such a joy in her life. And she said that she is honored that the Lord continues to use it for his glory. So one of the reviews came from Bill and Pam Mutz. So they said, What a refreshing story sparking the imagination and positive expectations through the eyes of a mockingbird. It brings delighted joy to the eyes of young listeners. Then Christina Needham, which is the owner of Press Books and Coffee, uh, said, my family and I love my little mockingbird. The story captured my children's attention through the rich colored illustrations and the feelings the little mockingbird experiences. We fell in love with the sweet mockingbird and, in the end, felt the hope of the message behind the story. And then finally, Ida Mundell, who is um, a kids' pastor at Access Church and she is also the author of Goodnight Lakeland, said, A treasure of a book. As a mom of four and kids pastor, I wholeheartedly believe that kids long to hear messages of love and hope whimsically woven through this book. What a special gift to share with my family. So looking ahead to the future, I asked Rebecca, what are her goals for her artistic career Does she have any more plans to write, you know, more children's books? And, you know, if so, like I asked her, of like, what might they be about? Um, So she said, this is a fun question. I would love to write and publish another book. I had a ton of ideas for little stories, but I am waiting for the Lord to give me the time and the words just as he did for my little mockingbird. Writing has always been a steady and personal activity for me just as much as art. I would love to do a sequel to My Little Mockingbird that follows her on her next journey and discovery of truth. My notes app is littered with story ideas, so we'll see what takes form first. I always try to keep my future open to possibilities and never plan too far ahead, leaving room for the Lord to bring things to me. Rebecca's journey as an owner, an artist, and an author is a testament to the power of art as a means of self expression, healing, and connection. From her humble beginnings with a crayon in her hand to becoming a full-time artist, Rebecca's dedication and passion shine through in every stroke of her brush and word on the page. Through her art, she not only tells her own story, but also creates a platform for others to share theirs. As I wrap up this podcast, I seriously invite you to explore Rebecca's work and support all local artists and embrace the transformative power of art in your own life. Again, Rebecca's work can be found over at Prest and at Scout and Tag. She has a lot of different prints about Lakeland. She even has some um, featuring like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. She has a wide range of art that is you can pretty much find anything you want. Um, and then her book can also be found at Press, And I'm pretty sure it can also be found at Scout and Tag. But for now, that is going to do it. For this Lakeland Lens Snapshots episode. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about the Marking Bird artist, Rebecca. And the next time that you are in town, be sure to check in Scout and Tag Impressed and see what new artwork she has available. <laughs> And that's a wrap on this episode of Lakeland Lens Snapshots. If you haven't already, make sure that you visit lkldlens.com to read full articles and discover even more captivating content. And don't forget to rate this podcast five stars. If you happen to like the music throughout the show, be sure to check out the artist, Ben Mort. His information can also be found in the show notes. And stay tuned for our monthly podcasts coming out at the end of the month. And of course, more snapshot episodes in the future. But for now, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakeland Lynn Snapshots.